At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. We're going to dive into the NFC Championship game here in just a minute and hear from Sean McVay on whether or not Kyle Shanahan is in his head six straight defeats at the hands of the 49ers. But first... We were having a discussion before our last break about what to do or what happens if you have a bet in a state where a certain team or a certain school, colleges, Illinois, New Jersey, is a similar rule, are not eligible. So basically, you're in Illinois, you bet on Michigan and win the Big Ten. Well, what happens if Illinois wins and Michigan finishes second? Do you win? Different books, different rules. So the discussion continued the break. So, so what do we learn here? Paul, where, where are you right now in terms of, of what you think and what we think? Obviously, different books, different rules. So look. So look- Looked around Looked at a around couple, at a couple of books, books. Hmm. and yeah. So yeah. Fanduel, for example, it says if an unquoted selection wins, all bets to be void. So that would lead me to believe you just get like you bet on Michigan, that's, you get your money back. That's what I if, said. If, sorry, yes. if we're going under the assumption, like let's say just for argument's sake, Illinois finishes one, Michigan two. Uh, at least that Fanduel, so Illinois is not listed. You can't bet on Illinois in the state of Illinois, and so Michigan, by default, wins the bet is the best conference record top seed on FanDuel. That bet is void because, in the grand scheme of things, Illinois has actually won the conference. Even though you can't bet on them, you just get your money back. Okay. So multiple books have that rule. At another book, it specifically spells out if an Illinois team wins. Illinois in this case, then it, the winning bet goes to the next highest seed. So in this case, if that is Michigan, which we bet yesterday on a different book, you have a winning bet if they finish second in the regular season and get the second seed. Assuming they what win we, all tiebreakers and everything else. What do you prefer? The, the option, I mean, the, the glitch in the yeah, matrix, you get, if you it get will. worst odds. You get worse odds in this situation were, with the second yesterday. Seed. They were not. They were the like. They were but not they that much today. worse. They are. They are worse yeah. today. Like if you look around yeah. the the places where you can get that loophole with Michigan, 
Yesterday were plus 3,500. Now they're down to plus 2,500. So yesterday, and you know at FanDuel they were plus 3,900, I think, yesterday. They're, today they're plus 4,200. Yeah. So there's a significant dip in the price today. But yesterday the difference was minimal, and you had that little bit of a loophole. Right. I'm looking at a couple other Illinois books, and they don't spell it out at all. Hmm. So I'm what, not what does it sure. say? Nothing? It's just and it it's looks like everything else? One. And it's 40 to 1. Um, oh, I'm sorry. This one says, all bets stand if unquoted team wins. So what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Are you telling me that I can bet on the Big Ten Conference Championship, and if an unquoted team wins meaning Northwestern or Illinois, that I lose, that you didn't offer me an opportunity to bet on the winner? You can't offer all losers. Like, yes, no, over, yeah. under. You've got, you've got to have a winner available to bet on. Yeah, that's unfair. Now, the other side of this that Paul was mentioning, the value seems insane to me because I don't know, uh, would you cut it in half? Like, if there was a market for Paul to bet on M- Michigan to finish – First or second in the Big Ten, the, you would get a worse number. Right. But that's basically what you're betting on right now. What do we think these uh, these books would do and say? I'll bet stand if unquoted team wins. If it's a tie, do you get the full share of a win? If it's a it, tie for first, because you can't claim dead heat when there's you know according to your Only book one. there's no dead heat. So you think you would get the full share, not split. If they're going to pay it out at all. I mean, the fairest thing is they should void. I'm going to reach out to all these folks and then, and then hopefully we can get some clarification. Is this the first time in, in you guys are in Illinois? Unfortunately not. (laughs) Okay. Northwestern last year in the, right. They were in the big 10 championship game, but as a big 10 team won since this, these rules came into place. No. Well, a big 10, sorry, a big 10 Illinois team. Big Ten Illinois team won since the rules came into place. Well, Illinois Same thing basketball it, last year. Did they, Illinois so basketball, they today? won the tournament yesterday, last year, but they didn't win the conference. Technically, this, Michigan won the conference yeah. last year. Okay. Right. So so I, I wonder if this has actually been a thing yet. Where like people are, hey, like, like you're, you're feeling it right now. Like, hey, what's going to happen here if I win this? Like, I yeah. feel like this hasn't happened yet. And now that's why Becky Daly is here to get to the bottom of this stuff before Just, the uh, – all, all I've got a solution. Happens. Just let us bet on the Illinois teams instead of going over to Indiana or doing it illegally because it's going to happen anyways. Idiots. <laughs> yes, well, that's true. That, that's a good point. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put feelers out and send some emails. We'll try to figure out the most we can here and, and talk about it on the show. All right, let's dive into the NFC title game. Why don't we start with listening to Sean McVay yesterday. Is <laughs> Kyle Shannon in his head? Six straight losses to the former co-workers in Washington. Here's what McVay had to say. Knowing Kyle Shanahan so well, and with the success that the 49ers have been able to have against you, is Kyle in your head at all, you know, in terms of trying to get past these guys? No. Um, what I what I do have is respect for these guys. They've done a great job. You know, you look at it. Um, you got to play well in that three-and-a-half-hour window that we're allotted. Um, you look at the last time that we played them, didn't finish the game. But, but this is a really good football team. We have a lot of respect for them. But – um, you know, we're competing and, and preparing to the best of our ability to go out and, and see if we can advance. But this is a really good team. Kyle's an excellent coach. They got great players, great coaches, good schemes. And so that's why they're in the NFC Championship. Sean McVay says Kyle Shanahan is not in his head. Um, 
Whether or not that's true, he's got to find a way to beat him. Six straight losses at the hands of the 49ers, three and seven against uh, Shanahan. And the crazy part of this, Joe, is that the the Rams have had a quarterback advantage for a decent amount of this. Early on, certainly, because early on it was the best of Jared Goff, and the 49ers hadn't established themselves yet. They traded for Garoppolo in the middle of 2017, and then Garoppolo got hurt in 2018. So the first couple of years, it was clearly advantage quarterback McVay. And then you could say Garoppolo overtook Goff for a little bit in the middle, but now this year it should have been advantage quarterback McVay again with Stafford over Garoppolo. So the quarterback advantage really hasn't dictated how this series has gone. But how should we look at the entire, let's say six, because it's been six in a row, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, sweep in three straight seasons. Should we look at all six, or should we put a lot more into the last two this season because it was an upgrade, according to most. Now, some would actually debate it, that it's actually not that significant while they're here in the NFC Championship game. I don't know how you could still debate it and the way that Stafford has played. Do we look more at much more at the two games this season, or do we still want to look at the last six or, or even the last ten where it's been seven and three in favor of Shanahan straight up and against a spread uh, with different quarterbacks or just mostly this year? Yeah, I think it makes more sense to, to look mostly this year. Right? The team's changed so much. Agree. But, I mean, you think about it. There's been a lot of games the last couple of years where the, the Rams are, are clearly the favorites, and they lose outright to Shanahan. Yeah, and I think, you know, it seems like a lot of people are, you know, giving Stafford and Cooper Cup, like, all the hype and credit and kind of knocking Jimmy G. But I like the underdogs in this spot. And also, I mean, in terms of, if you look at any of these trends and conference championships about the home team, that doesn't even matter in this game. I mean, this should no. be like a home, you know, I, I think I still give the edge to Shanahan here. I really like the 49ers. Their fans are going to be in that stadium. And I feel like he has Sean McVay's number. And we talk about how hard it is to beat a team three times in a season. Um, but I, I don't know what the numbers are, but I don't think between these two teams it'll be that difficult for Shanahan to do this again. So we'll do tr- truth uh, versus trend later in the show. We could probably dive in a little bit more. But I, I do think this is interesting. So there's been 23 times in the modern era where a team has gone for the 3-0 sweep in the playoffs, right? Exactly what you are just talking about, Aaron. 3-0, but you got to obviously in the playoffs is the third time. It's only happened five times where the road team was trying to do this. And that makes sense if you think about it, right? Because these are typically division opponents. If you beat the team in the division twice, you probably won the division. You usually would have the third game at home if you won twice. It didn't work out this way this year. Niners road team. It's only two and two so far. Five times. This is the fifth time. That the, the, the third time in a row thing, the road team is trying to pull that off. Joe, that, that does change the thought a little bit. Because the numbers say it's not that difficult. Like, so there's been plenty of times the team's won three in a row. But it's usually the third time is at home. It's usually like the home team, better record. That's why they beat them twice. That's not the case this year. But, Some, but does it matter saying, with, yeah. with the San Francisco and L.A.? Maybe not. So. Maybe not. And there's no, like not much travel. No. So but the, per- how much- but the perception is that the, usually the team that won twice is at home because they're better. Right, right, right. They had a better record. They won a division. That's not the 49ers this year. So don't we? Yeah, we'll talk about that later yeah, in the show. Right. Truth or trend. But I, 
I was thinking about the, this spot specifically for San Francisco, and I don't ever want to go too far with motivation when we're talking about conference championship. So like everybody's motivated. This sure. is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some. With Brady last week in the Bucks, it was injury-related, but I kept saying, how much is too much? Well, apparently last week was too much. And they, got, they got too far behind, and they were unable to pull off the comeback, even though the door was open. Uh, thanks to the Rams and their four fumbles or lost fumbles in that game. How much is too much with the 49ers? This would be the first time we've ever seen a team win four consecutive games on the road, four games in four weeks. And how much is too much? Rams, Cowboys, Packers, Rams. I mean, if we line them up, are those, I guess you throw the Bucks in there. But you can make a, a case that those are the three best teams in the NFC. Four wins in four weeks on the road against the top of the NFC. This is, this is something we just haven't seen before. And I'm wondering how much is too much. Is this too much? Now, Shanahan is a guy that it seems like he's perfected. Perfected the strategy, what you need to do when you go on the road. He's requested multiple times okay, we'll go out east, but we want to do it in back-to-back weeks. We're going to stay out there. We're not going to deal with traveling across the country multiple times. He's really smart with a lot of that stuff. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He is. He's great about it. I So, I mean, and we have different, um, you know, we can go back to teams in the past that have done this. Sometimes they run out of gas. Sometimes they don't, right? The 2010 Packers went on the road, and they were in Chicago for the NFC title game. They won that game. Yeah. They were better that day. The Giants in 2007, right? They went on the road the whole time. They were on the road, and they, they finished it off in Green Bay. Then I think about those Jets teams. Remember those Mark Sanchez Jets teams? They had great runs. Like, they won against the Colts. They won against the Patriots. They ran out of gas against the uh, the, the Steelers in an AFC title game. I just – I think the point you all made there, Aaron, is a good one. Like, how much – how many weeks in a row can they keep winning on the road as the lesser team? I don't know, but it seems like Shanahan just keeps beating McVay. It, maybe I'm crazy here, but is the wrong team favored if he if if Shanahan has McVay's number? I, I don't know. This 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 line should be closer. I think tighter. They, it's not like the Niners were impressive on Saturday night, though. Mm-hmm. They didn't play a great game. True. They didn't even they have didn't, a touchdown. They didn't, get a, they didn't have an <laughs> offensive touchdown. So I, I can't go that far. Now, I, I've been siding with San Francisco all week because it's more than a field goal. Would I side with San Francisco if it's two and a half? Mm, probably not. Yeah, there's not enough value there. In the six-game run that we're talking about, Shanahan uh, versus McVay, 6-0, and oh, Jimmy G was the quarterback in five of the six. The other one was Mullins. Mullins uh, won a game there. Right. And for the Rams, obviously, four for Goff and two for Stafford in those six losses. How significant – this? I think this can answer our question or, or kind of help us form the answer to our question Aaron asked. How significant is the quarterback gap in this game? So in the playoffs so far, Stafford has played really, really well. Look at his numbers, and we're talking about, I mean, 
I mean, he's had 73%, 9.5 yards in attempt in the two games. He's playing lights out in the playoffs so far, Matthew Stafford. In the regular season, tie for the league lead interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo, we know what the perception is, and he's banged up. But I saw this number. This was before last week's game, so I'm sure the numbers have gone down. EPA per dropback since week eight. Yeah, I know. Rodgers one, Garoppolo two, Mahomes three, Herbert four, Burrow five. That was heading into last week. And I think that included the playoff game that they played against Dallas. So, and that's, that's yeah. How big is the gap between well, Stafford here, and Garoppolo? Here, here's, here's the thing. Like, and I've cited those numbers all year. And we, we've been talking a lot about how impressive Garoppolo was in the second half of the season. Do our eyeballs tell us he's impressive in the playoffs? No, he's hurt. They, they don't. He's hurting. Well, he's hurting I mean, but this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. He's still going to be hurt. Um, at least a tier or two. And I'm not the big, biggest Stafford fan, but the way he's playing right now, the gap is at least a tier or two. Maybe uh, Stafford, and I'm just going off the top of my head, maybe Stafford cracks in the top 10 and Garoppolo top 20. Is that unfair? Right, like right now for Sunday. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Down the stretch of the season, though, week 8 to 17, they might have been even, like just based on the way right. they were playing. Really quick. The Rams' offensive average is 28.4 points per game, and the Niners is 28. That's just barely, slightly better if you look good at that. Point. You're right. They're, they're even offenses. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Oxford, Becky Wall Daily will dive into the head coaching carousel, including a hire in Denver next on the Becky Wall Network.